0: Episode 2, Lobby Fantasy Rewind Podcast. Welcome listeners. We got Garrett Wages, we got Clay Collier, we got Troy Tipiconic, and we got Josh Garbrecht. Boys, how we doing?
1: Doing solid, man. Ready for another week.
0: Week 2, we got, well, We, we got, we're on week 9, week 2 of the podcast, episode 2, Um, honestly, we got a lot on our plate, so let's just dive, get into it. Um, we're going to start with, uh, Clay Collier giving us a recap of the, uh, Falcons-Panthers and we'll go down, we'll each give our own opinions on separate games and we'll do a little chime in on each game if we want to come in on it. But Clay, give us a little recap of the, uh, Falcons-Panthers.
2: Man, you know, the, the game didn't quite go as I, I think as we all thought uh i think we all kind of thought the panthers might pull this one out the falcons been struggling um uh, last week on the podcast i did call Gurley to uh score a touchdown and he did so I'm not saying that i make the most perfect picks but just let it be known anyway uh mr julio jones man what a guy that dude had what like 15 fantasy points in the first like i don't know two three drives I mean, Matt Ryan was just finding him on 20-yard slant routes. Uh, the Panthers just didn't know what to expect from him. I think that played a big part in momentum, going straight into the game. Uh, Bridgewater getting hit by Charles Harris, that was absolutely disgusting. Uh, I hated watching that for Bridgewater, especially after what he's been through. It was good to see him back on the field, though. Um, we had another injury with Ridley. That one's just brutal for, brutal for fantasy managers. Um, you know he he got off to a pretty good start. I think he had three catches for 42 yards on like four targets. That fourth uh third catch, that's when he went down. So not a good one there, but let's dive in with these some of these other players that had had some uh notable fantasy days. Um as I said, Gurley scored on the day. Um you know, Stop it was, it was there, kind man. of it was kind of worrying throughout the game, you know. Gurley had he did have 18 carries, but throughout, like, the second and third quarter, he was kind of benched a little bit. Um, you know, he, he he is only averaging 3.8 yards per carry. And the thing that's crazy about that is when the Falcons are leading, his yards per carry drops down to 2.5 yards per carry. That's not good for a team that's that's in the lead and needs somebody to be their bell cow. The thing is, he's leading the – he's not leading the league. He's second in the league in rushing TDs, just behind – Dalvin and that was because of Dalvin's four touchdown game this week so that's something to look for for fantasy managers with Todd Gurley it's a little concerning he's very TD dependent but something to look forward to uh, for fantasy managers going down the stretch on the Panther side of things DJ Moore ugh, guy's just been disappointing this year guys I mean I don't there's not a lot to say about him he's been he's been very dependent on the deep ball. Yeah, very very inconsistent, very dependent on the deep ball. He had two catches, 55 yards. He did have six targets, but just kind of a weird game for the Panthers as a whole. Um, I mean, I think – I don't know about you guys. I think DJ Moore is more of like a borderline reflex play maybe going forward. Um, And he's fourth in the league in air yards, which is good. But, like, that also just shows that he's relying on that ball too much. Um, I mean, Robbie Anderson, though, I think he still – he did have a great game. He had five catches for 48 yards. He's still proven, though, that he is Bridgewater's guy. Um, he's, he's the guy that's going to be his safety blanket. You know, with McCaffrey coming back, that could change a bit. So watch out for that. But one thing for you, would you guys believe me before the season if I told you Robbie Anderson through eight weeks – would be 10th in the league in targets. Bobby
0: no shot. No shot.
2: No shot. Here's more targets to DK Metcalf. That's Who's insane. having an
0: insane. God, year. That's insane. Garb, I want to shift to you with uh, the Pats Bills. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Why does why does Troy got to go last? Because you talk too much. <laughs> Garb, we're going to use Pat Pats too versus much. Bills.
1: Oh.
0: Okay, so, yeah, Pat's
1: Bills. Um, This was a game, I don't know if you guys read my column or not, but I was not super excited about this one. Two teams that came out of the gate hot, uh, but have really tailed off lately. Um, First off, I'll talk quarterbacks. Uh, Cam Newton, obviously, this is one of my favorite players of all time, if not my favorite NFL football player of all time. Um, I do believe he is still a low-end QB1. Um, you know, a lot of people out there are saying you could you you could drop him and not worry about it. Yeah. Uh, wham, bam. I might have a little bit of bias in this, but his you know, his rushing, I do think, keeps him at a decently high floor. Uh, it's going to be a lot matchup dependent from here on out. Uh, Josh Allen, I touched on last week. I do think you need to hang on to him. Uh, I still have faith in him going forward. I know it's not been pretty this past month now, but uh, I do like Josh Allen a lot going forward uh my biggest takeaway from this game though was damian harris uh this is a guy that you know i think we're all aware that in the nfl this year um the running backs are pretty slim this is a guy that's available in 55 percent of leagues um he's played four full games healthy and uh you know two of those games he rushed for over 100 yards now one of my general rules in fantasy is to stay away from the new england backfield uh but i do think this could be a little bit of an exception i think You know, if if they can get in good game scripts for this guy, especially this week going against the Jets on uh, Monday night, I actually really like him this week. I think he's an RB2, you know, with a – I think he gets a touchdown maybe even two this week. On the other side of the ball, Singletary and Moss. I know Moss had a good game, but if you look at the stat sheet, they essentially had the exact same game. I believe they both had 14 carries for roughly 80-ish, you know, rushing yards. Uh, it looks, you know, deceiving because Moss fell in the end zone twice. Uh, these are two guys I do not trust at all. Uh, I think Zach Moss is potentially a sell-high candidate. And uh, for wide receivers on the Patriots, you know, I don't think you can really trust anyone in that entire passing game right now. Uh, I love Julian Edelman as a player. I think he's a great grinder, but, you know, this isn't his year to shine. And uh, Stefan Diggs, man. Uh, Troy's been preaching that this guy isn't the same – isn't the same receiver that we saw in Minnesota. And, you know, i have finally come around to it. You know, he had he had nine targets this week compared to the uh, rest of the wide receivers and tight ends on that team had a total of nine. So, you know, dig it, it, it in, dig it in, dig it in. Yeah. So that's it for Pat's bills for me. I don't know
2: what you guys think, Clay and Troy. I mean, I'm off on the Cam Newton train. I did. I mean, yeah, he scored another touchdown. He, I think his ceiling's just not there anymore. Um, I think there's there's too many other viable quarterbacks out there for me, but I get the whole he's got a he's got a decent floor for a quarterback, I guess you could say.
3: I'm on on the Cam train just because the guy's badass. I mean, anytime he puts on that and he goes through pregame warmups, I am fucking hyped about this guy.
1: He <laughs> he's easy looks, to cheer for. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like
3: it's just swag, man. Like I'm just like me, could it's I am on that. He's gonna like Garb said though. Like in all seriousness. If he keeps the running up, you know he's a threat anytime he gets inside that um, that ten yard line in the red zone, anywhere he can run a QB draw. Uh, so that that keeps him in that low end QB one. But um, I'm they with got, him based they, on swag.
2: They got to start throwing the ball though. If they're going to win football games, they can't just run the ball. I mean, Damien Harris is good, like Josh already touched on, but I mean, yeah. they aren't winning ball games running the ball. So as much as they are, so.
0: I'm going to shift to the Titans game. Um, surprisingly, in that game, they've been in a lot of close games all year. Um, both quarterbacks, Joe Burrow and Ryan Tannehill, are both in, within the top 11 with uh, within fantasy points. So I think they're both uh, low-end QB1s going forward. I think you can trust uh, Tannehill and Burrow both to throw the ball a lot. Um, both backfields are – obviously top 10 plays. I think Gio's been serviceable for Joe Mixon since he's been out. Um, Derrick Henry's obviously a beast. Um, Garb, I do have a question for you. Um, hypothetically, if anything were to happen to Derrick Henry, Troy and Clay, you can chime in as well. Um, if anything were to happen to Derrick Henry, COVID-related or injury-related, um, do you think uh, Foreman or McNichols um, is serviceable as a fantasy running back, or a flex? um, I, It's one of those things I would have to see it
1: first. Uh, these are two guys that are, you know, unproven. I know Foreman was, you know, a guy a lot of people liked coming into the league a couple of years back. Uh, it's a it's a shame because I really did like Darrington Evans, and if this was more of a Darrington Evans question, I would say yes, but for McNichols
2: and Foreman, I'd have to see it first. Yeah, uh, wait, wait, wait. That. Mr. Wagers, I got I got to call you out real quick. Um, little upset. We're talking about this this Titans Bengals game, and you don't want to mention that I called the Bengals on the upset last week on the pod. You did Damn, call the upset. That's fucked up. You ain't gonna you give them a the upset. You ain't gonna give them a holler, though.
0: You did Damn. call the upset. I did forget about that. But my question was, if you were, if those were running backs, were serviceable? Yeah,
3: I'm with Garb on that. I mean, they're gonna have to show something. If I had to put money down, it they would – there isn't going to be a bell cow out of one of them. they will be more of a split committee kind of thing, but I have to see it.
0: So I'm going to get into the wide receivers real quick for both teams. I think that's what uh, – besides Derek Henry for the Titans. T. Higgins and Tyler Boyd, those two are the wide receivers you want in Cincinnati. Um, I think Tyler Boyd is the clear-cut number one. He leads that team in targets, and T. Higgins is right behind him. Um, T. Higgins has only had one game – or two games below six targets. And one of those was his – the week one game where he didn't – he was first game within the offense. So, they didn't want to push him into the game and ease him in there. I think he's a wide receiver two the rest of the way. Tyler Boyd is a low-end wide receiver one, wide receiver two the rest of the way. Uh, Corey Davis, I think he is a – something to be reckoned with um he uh he was rostered 60 and 64 percent of leagues on monday morning so that is due to change but you could make the argument that he is he could be a water receiver one in tennessee now i know aj brown's a bigger name and he's uh makes bigger plays but he his targets have only gone up um he missed three games because of covid um or one was a buy two was because of covid but I think Corey Davis is a wide receiver to the rest of the way. Um, Troy, we're going to shift to you with the Raiders and the Browns.
3: Uh, yeah. Pretty boring game. I mean, cause what a game. shitty game. Yeah, just, like, completely not fun to watch. Only one touchdown scored in the game. Rescue goals. Um, Raiders uh, obviously get it. But, you know, we all kind of picked that one out last week um, on the previews. But. Only like 24, 25 passes thrown each team. Um, just like Clay said, just a, such a shitty game to watch. Um, but just real quick to touch on it, um, the guys on the Raiders first. Um, obviously, Waller's your guy, better days to come. I know he didn't have an oppressive showing, but he's still, you know, a 33% target share. Um And he's leading the team in red zone targets, um, and it's not even close. So this is a guy that's, you know, better days to come. We can probably all agree on that. Um, A little bit of a controversy guy, you know, Josh Jacobs, really up, really down. um, Just a guy Very
0: touchdown dependent.
3: Yeah, he just came out of the gate so goddamn hot. And then here he is, and we're looking at him, and, you know, he's – his volume is – you know, like, he gets a good volume, you know, 31 carries, but he's not you – know, like Wade just said, not find the, t- the end zone. Um, I mean, but the games that they win, this guy has, you know, 23-plus carries. Um, and the games that they lose, he's got 16 and less. So any type of game that they're going to be in a shootout, you know, obviously you're starting him, but don't look for this guy to put up – to put up, you know, massive numbers. And Oakland with their – they'll, you know, rank 25th in pass defense. So they're going to be in a lot of these shootouts. Um, so I don't, don't trust Josh Jacobs to be as consistent as you guys, you know, hoped he could be. Um, switching over to the Brown side, really disappointing game for Kareem Hunt owners. Um, and just Kareem Hunt as, you know, general, like just looking at the football player, this is a team that Las Vegas giving up the third most, you know, rushing yards and in, in the NFL and, Kareem goes 14 for 66. Um, And it was a windy day, so not a lot of passes. I was just hoping he'd get a little more rush at it. Um, They get a bye next week. And so, you know, the topic we all, you know, we all been talking about, especially us four and people want to know about is, you know, Chubb off the bye. You know, it's still up in the air whether he comes back or not. But, you know, I know a lot of us here, you know, talked about, well, fuck, it might be a better thing if Chubb comes back. And, you know, so just to throw a couple stats at um, people seeking out Kareem, um, maybe buying low if if Chubb comes back or Kareem Hunt owners right now, this dude had 15 touches, you know, with Chubb, and it's only gone up three without Chubb. He'd average um, 80 yards per game um, since Chubb's been gone. And without Chubb, he's averaged 81 yards. So, it, everything is right there similar. Um, and then also, too, he came in as a, you know, change of pace back. And so, he had six yards per carry, you know, when Chubb was playing. And now he's only averaging 3.9 yards. And I know that's, you know, it comes with more carries and more usage and, you know, stuff like that. But this guy is – he seems like when he's involved as a change of pace back and he gets in at the – the later quarters where he where teams are defenses are trying to you know grind these games out he comes in and he's a great change of pace back and we see him make more of an effect and have a way bigger impact when when he's um coming in for chubb rather than just being the guy now, i'm not taking away from his talent but i'm just saying overall this guy looks like he's better with chubb in the ball game coming in and kind of not being the main man but still getting around 15 touches a game i don't know what garvin clay think um i know we talked about it a lot but If you're looking at Kareem, I mean, I think he's okay with Chubb coming back, and maybe he even gets a little bit better um, in that department. I don't know what they think, though.
0: I don't think that Kareem Hunt uh, with Chubb coming back. I think he's too good. You saw it with Chubb. I think he's too good to sit with Chubb even out. So, I think regardless, he's he's an RB2 at least. I know you have to play him right now. I think for the time being, moving forward, he's at least a RB2. Clay, I want to shift to you with the Vikings
2: game, basically the Dalvin show. Dalvin versus Devontae Uh, Adams. I mean, okay, yeah, well, you say the Dalvin show, but I want to start out with Devontae Adams. (laughs) I mean, I'm serious. Is this guy human? I don't know. I mean, seriously, I mean – if if you don't count the game he got hurt, he's averaging 14 some, 14 targets a game. Some could say he's a dragon. Oh, he's born to be a dragon. But we'll 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 worry about that on on another day. Anyway, so he's not including the game he got hurt, he's averaging 14 targets a game. on 116 yards per game with a 73% catch rate. I I think that's okay for a wide receiver. Hashtag analysis. He, hashtag analysis. He's also leading the league in target share, which is, uh, you know, that's not, not too shocking considering he, he's Rodgers' guy, you know. Mm-hmm. But on top of that, he is number three in the league in red zone targets, and that is where he feeds. I mean, if you get inside the red zone, Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams, it's a lock. It's, it's going to be a touchdown to either him or Aaron Jones. Aaron Jones isn't playing you know it's going you know it's going to Devonte Adams, so I'm just telling you fantasy managers out there, do not trade this guy for anything, don't trade him for King's ransom nothing just don't he's on your team for this year next year the year after that don't don't trade him. I know from experience <laughs> my question to you guys before we touch on Dalvin is Devontae the best player, best fantasy player? This year in 2020,
0: uh,
2: overall, I'm talking overall. He's when did in you the, get that he, first.
0: I think the only I would say no, I would say solely because it's a position, but Devontae is he's two or three by far. I mean, it's a touch, uh, conversation to have.
1: Yeah, that's, fair, that's fair. I, I agree. I mean, on a point, you know, per game basis, you could easily make the argument there. I'm just, you know, me and Troy both, we're big running back guys. Uh, it's harder to, you know, find the running back. More important. 25, yeah. But, you know, outside of position
2: and positional need, you know, I agree. If you're just talking points, the dude is just 100%. absolutely real. 100%. Yeah. yeah, 100%. Yeah. Right. But anyway, yes, as you mentioned, Dalvin Cook, wow. God damn. So this cookin this guy's having it, a heck it. of a year. <laughs> yeah, I mean, 48 points, 163 yards, four touchdowns. The dude's on pace to have the best rushing uh, season of his career. He's already averaging over five yards per carry. I mean, the dude's just on a tear. But here's the problem for fantasy managers. While he's leading the league in touchdowns, this hurts the rest of that team. Including Adam Thielen and Justin Jefferson, which are two big guys in the fantasy world for many managers. So who like who would you actually prefer between Thielen and Jefferson? A lot of people would say Thielen. I don't know. Because Thielen is averaging that's what I'm saying. Thielen's averaging nineteen points a game when he's targeted at least five times. Which is that's pretty good. Nineteen points a game, and a lot of a lot of people like that. But in the four games, Jefferson got five targets, at least five targets anyway. He's averaging 22 points a game. I think it's just a matter of what Kirk Cousins is feeling that day. There's no question in talent. It's all the volume. It's, it's all the game flow for the, for the Vikings. It's whether or not they're going to w- be winning, whether they're going to be losing. Dalvin's going to get his, but if they're behind – Thielen or Jefferson, one of them's going to happen. Well, the thing is, the the thing is, Jefferson's more talented. They they
0: weren't behind. I mean, they were controlling that game, and they only threw it fourteen times. And I mean, that's well, that's and that's
2: why Jefferson and Thielen both had horrible games. Yeah, that's that's why exactly.
0: I think it go
3: well. One, give me Jefferson strictly because that gritty dance celebration is fucking nice.
2: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs>
3: like, that shit is swag. He's got so some give swag me. to him. He's got, he he got a little
2: OBJ Jarvis. Yeah. Land. He, he, l- like he low-key does.
3: So, give me, give me Jefferson because the heat on the celebration. But it's if you go back last year, like, to Thielen and Diggs when, you know, it was last year, it's the same, you know, Stefanski was there last year. It's the same offense. You establish the run. You play action. Get those linebackers to bite. One of these guys is going to have a big game. Last year, it was either Thielen or Diggs, just kind of like this year. Every now and then you get a dud, like they saying last week, but you either choose ceiling or Diggs. One of them's going to catch two touchdowns, the other one's going to have maybe 60 yards. So one of them's going to be big, they run a lot of two wide receiver sets. Um, so that's just how it's going to be. Give me
0: Jefferson because the swag. Garb.
3: Yeah, I want, yeah I, want, I
0: want you to touch on that, and then I want you to go into Colts versus Lions.
1: Yeah, so real quick to answer that question of Clays. I you know, I love Justin Jefferson, and I
0: agree with everything Troy
1: said about the swag. However, I would go Thielen if I had to pick. You know, I have Justin Jefferson in our league, and if you know, if I had an Adam Thielen for Justin Jefferson offer, you know, I'm definitely hitting accept. So as much as I want to say Jefferson, I'm still going to take Thielen. But you know, ask me in August, and I think I might lean Jefferson. So
2: Thielen's just not Thielen's cool. going to get more catches. He's not cool. Yeah, give me Jefferson.
1: He ain't cool. Give me Jefferson. He ain't got no fire. <laughs> yeah okay so I'll you know I'll leapfrog into the Colts lines this will be a short one I don't have a ton on this uh first off I just don't understand Phillip Rivers at all you know it's every Sunday it's like it's the ugliest thing I've ever seen uh but the stats and yards always seem to like show up somehow like magically I think he has a way of you know fixing the stats to where he looks great um you know he was fourth in the league in passing yards last year and I think we all can agree that that is absolutely shocking considering I don't think I've seen him throw a ball over 40 yards in the last two years. But uh, obviously it's not a guy you're going to roster unless it's, you know, an extremely deep league. The two main points though, I want to hit though is Colts, the Colts backfield. Um, First off, it's just, it's just nauseous. It just makes me nauseous watching this. Uh, Jordan Wilkins out of absolute nowhere gets 20 carries this week. Uh, You know, before this game on Sunday, he had 29 total carries in the entire season. So, you know, I don't know if this had to do with Jonathan Taylor, you know, rolling his ankle in that second quarter. Uh, Frank Reich said it had nothing to do with that and that he claims he didn't even know that, you know, Jonathan Taylor did roll his ankle. So that's even, you know, more frustrating. So if you do get an offer and I can speak from experience on this for Jonathan Taylor... (laughs) Because uh, I did, I, I did trade Jonathan Taylor in my old oh, you know, whack today. ass. Get out of here! <laughs> I, I would, I would, I would consider dishing him before his value is completely run out and i usually love the young ricky because it is gonna run it, out it could and that's what i no, you know it will to, you know, the he listeners. ain't even hot
3: cheetos he's just regular he's saying he regular cheetos he
1: gave, <laughs> he gave him he gave him some cheetos man I hope, I hope michael beard's made it this far in the podcast to listen but yeah shout out <laughs> to it you know, could, it it could turn around it could turn around i don't want to sit here and say that you know jonathan taylor's trash the rest of the way he could easily turn mr around. beard in if you life.
2: are listening Mr. Beard, if you're listening, he, Oof. he Listen got your ass. Oh, <laughs> God.
1: Let's give some context. Let's give some context. I traded away Deontay Johnson and Jonathan oh. Taylor for Boston Scott and Miles Sanders today. Oh, now, God. Now, Michael Beard is two and six, and he – Sanders is obviously on a buy, and he's in a must-win game. That's the context of the trade because every trade is about context.
0: But are you if are you anybody, winning for are you are you
2: going for one week or are you going for the whole season? So the, rest of the season I, we we do have a toilet bowl. I have something
0: to say. So if you've ever seen Division Three with Rick Vice, Garb
2: Josh <laughs> you are not, Josh you are not doing this. is literally
0: <laughs> Coach Vice, and he goes championship, and we're gonna fight <laughs> every team out there. That's literally what Josh does in his trades. But you know. Hey! Congratulations Congratulations to the settlers. Let's do this.
3: Wage, wage. Let's do this. Anyone who's listening, lobby, not lobby, just people out there. So you heard that trade: Deontay Target Johnson and JT for the Philadelphia backfield. do will call
2: him Target Johnson.
3: I'm just saying that's his name. It sounds cooler. So though, so Deontay Target Johnson and JT for Scott and Miles Sanders. Tweet at our Twitter handle. Lots, of booze, Lots yahoos. of booze, Yahoo's, and uh, tell us what you think if if, if got away with one on this one, which he always does. So
0: tweet us up Garb, that. Garb, I, y'all y'all I,
2: better, I, better retract your y'all better retract your statements last week on Deontay Johnson being ahead of
0: Juju yeah, I, 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 I will. retract that statement. Garb, I need you to touch real the quick show. on the Lions. Deontay, real quick the show. on the Lions.
1: Oh yeah, And so my other point on the Lions. Uh, you know, the tight end situation is a little shady now. Uh Kittle went down. Uh that's line that's 49. TJ TJ Hawkinson. No, this I'm getting to it. Okay. TJ Hawkinson. Uh this is a guy I absolutely love going forward. Uh if TJ Hawkinson is on a team maybe with two tight ends and you maybe lost Kittle or you're just looking to upgrade that tight end spot and not have a give up a, a ton for you know what either Waller or Kelsey. Uh I was looking at it today and I do think Hawkinson is a tight end five or six. For the rest of the way, uh, he gets a ton of ton of targets from a great quarterback. You know, he was a former number eight overall pick in the nineteen draft. I believe he's going to be in great game scripts, and so I,
0: you know, I'd really do like
1: TJ Hawkinson
0: going forward. Troy, you're you're having some great games on your recaps, man. Give me the Jets and the Chiefs. God damn. <laughs> uh,
3: <laughs> I mean. If y'all didn't... Who, who
2: took the Jets,
3: though? That's uh Hey, I, did. I told you, Not bad. without without Jamison Crowder in the lineup, don't take that plus 19 and a half. Um, but uh, you, if you didn't watch uh, big blowout, 35 to 9, um, real quick on the points, this will be short and sweet. You know, the biggest thing, you know, we talked about, oh, about well. the cheese was um, Clyde and on. You know, how is this backfield going to work out? Um Le'Veon getting at his whole team. And, you know, this turned into an absolute shit show for the for the actual backfield from, like, a fantasy standpoint. I mean, you got Clyde with six carries, Williams with three, on Bell with six, Thompson with six, and then you got a quarterback rush in there somewhere. But it's just, like, it. it's one of those things where you look at it, uh, to draw an analogy, like, you listen to uh, – a freaking information show and you leave that information show. Like I learned fucking nothing from this shit. So that is what this backfield is right now. It's you learn nothing. Le'Veon did fumble. Um, I don't know if that's going to play in the next week. Probably not. They both got Clyde and Le'Veon both got the same amount of receptions. Uh, I can't tell you honestly, uh,
2: Clyde owners, let's hope that fumble (laughs) is in favor of Clyde. Um,
3: Come on. Just to put it in perspective, uh, his touch has gone down, and he's had career lows. uh, He he has had career lows in carries since Le'Veon's joined, Clyde has. Um, I just don't know who you want. Uh, Honestly, if you have Le'Veon, you're not starting him. Uh, If you have Clyde, you know he's gonna get the first shot at it. He's gonna get the first shot at the goal line, I think. So you might want to roll him out there. Maybe he gets um, in the end zone. But right now it's it's so cloudy, it's not even funny. Um, real quick, Watkins, my boy, Miko Hardman, bro, my boy Miko. He is he is it. Not really, but um, uh, what I'm saying <laughs> is <laughs> you can't trust him. But since Watkins been out. 11 routes, 14 routes, 31 routes. Um, then he goes for 57 yards and 96 yards, catches a touchdown. Um, you know, he's getting better, running more routes since Watkins has been out. Um, so if you're looking for a lot of guys on bye, if you have no one, if you have injury prone, you know, he might just be a burner you can throw in there and hope he gets in the end zone. You know Patty going to sling it,
2: but I'm done with that. Clay, Rams and Dolphins. Oh, man, this was just a weird game, wasn't it? I mean, shouts to Troy for calling this one. Come on! He said all week, he said all week it was going to be the Tua show. <laughs> it was, was not the Tua show. show. It was not the two o show. It two matter, show. What do you have, 90 so, yards passing? Hey, wages. Oh that was wait, just wait, Don't
3: listen to wages on this. He's butt hurt. He lost the money line bet against me. Don't worry about this.
2: I, be, I, well, I fine, won, sure I won the
0: two of fantasy points you had, you want, you thought two was going to get over 20 fantasy points and he barely hey, got five. That's on you for coming at me. <laughs>
3: Wait, that's on you for coming at me with like five or six drinks in me trying to get me on that bet. So of course I'm going to take a bet. That's on you. I was feeling good. I, I bet the Miami money line. I got the important
2: one. That's on you. Mm-hmm. Hey, all I know, Jared Goff didn't look good. The Miami defense dominated really early. And that set up for a good game for Robert Woods at Cooper Cup. All right. Cooper Cup got that got that TD off the rush TD. That's his second rush touchdown on the year. That, like, almost totals his total touchdowns for 2019. Uh, which, you know, that's a good he, – he also caught a passing touchdown. So, that that's a good sign for fantasy owners moving forward that Robert Woods is scoring touchdowns this year. Um, that was his big concern last year. He finished, like, wide receiver 12 last year and – I think he scored maybe four touchdowns all year long. Um, so that that's good for fantasy uh managers moving forward. On to Cooper Cup, Twenty one targets. I don't know if that's gonna get broke this year in a game. Yeah, twenty one uh, targets. Right. Last that's week? absolutely nuts. He had twenty one targets. Holy shit. I'll bet that right now. No one no one breaks twenty one. The sad targets. part. The sad part, he only hauled in eleven of those. Um <laughs> Hey that's fifty percent uh, No uh, yeah, you know it yeah, something like that. I think part of that's just you know when when Jerry Goff's scrambling around, he's looking for Cooper Cup, so he's kind of throwing it in his direction, and he knows he's probably not going to catch it, so I wouldn't look too much into that uh, catch rate, but you know, he still hauled in eleven catches, he had over 100 yards, um, still a hundred yards, still still a good week for Cooper Cup. He's second in the league in yards after catch, which is really good for him. Um, that's something he's always thrived off of. He's kind of a big play guy. And he's on pace for over 100 catches on the year. I think he's, like, top 10 in catches uh, this year. So, good for those two guys moving forward. I'm not worried about either one. For the Rams backfield, ugh, just
0: – Just want to throw up in a bar It's back. kind of
2: frustrating. Yeah. I mean, do you want – if you want any of them, obviously you want Henderson. Um he it was a weird game for him. They got down so much. Malcolm Brown got all the all the touches and all the minutes because McVeigh trusts him uh as a pass blocker more than more than he does Henderson, which is understandable. But uh for, for fantasy managers moving forward, Henderson is is the guy in a good game script. He's third in red zone touches among running backs this year. That's something you want in a running back. You know, because if running back's going to put up 40 yards and they can still scavenge a touchdown, that's a big deal. So, third in red zone touches, fantasy managers should be happy about that. That's a big deal. On the Dolphins, ooh, Tua just – let's not even talk about it. Hey, Wasn't good. First
3: game, relax, relax. He's relax.
2: young. He's young. Troy thought he was going to throw for 475 yards and six touchdowns, but we don't <laughs> want to talk about that either. If he had me cold, he would. <laughs> Well, he's got he does have Devonte Parker, who did score a touchdown. He
1: ain't got no hamstring.
3: That was,
2: that was his only catch on the game, though. That's a bit concerning. All right, um, one catch, one touchdown. I think two targets on the day. That doesn't look good for Parker, but it was game script that played a big part in that. Um, but fantasy marriage moving forward, Parker is not a guy you want. He's 40th in yards per target. And 40th. In targets as a whole, he's 89th in red zone targets. I mean, what do you like about this guy other than like maybe he catches a touchdown on a deep route?
0: I think. The, I mean, it's
2: just the absolutely. change.
0: The change of quarterbacks. <laughs> Good. Hurts Devonte by a landslide. I mean. Oh, 100. I think he doesn't have Fitzpatrick. No, I. I think. The, I think he was a wide receiver too, but now he just might. Just go as a flex play, if that, man. I mean, wide it's, receiver six. Maybe. I mean, it is it is detrimental. Um Garb, real quick, Steelers, Ravens.
1: Yeah, so hopefully
0: you guys, you know, tailed us on this one. I think
1: every one of us had Steelers last week, which was, you know, lock of the century. Um, the only thing I'm gonna hit on, on the Steelers, wide receivers. Uh, It is a bit of a headache. Uh, A lot of us like Deontay going in this past week. Um, Not really sure what happened. I don't want to get into ranking him because I don't really think we can rank him right now. I think it's one of those things where, you know, someone's going to explode every week and someone's going to lay an egg and someone's going to be right in the middle. Uh, For the Ravens, Lamar continues to kind of struggle a little bit. You got to like the 16 carries, but um, we'll save a little bit of our Lamar conversation. I think we're going to do a little uh, name game segment on here, here in a little bit. And uh, the biggest bright spot in this game was J.K. Uh, I think we've been waiting on J.K. Dobbins to get his chance, and he finally got it. Um, 16 touches, you know, capitalizing with 113 yards. Uh, this was by far the best game a running back has had against this Pittsburgh front uh, by quite a large margin. I mean, this is a defense that kept Saquon Barkley to six yards, David Johnson to 23 and Kareem Hunt to 40, and so for him to go off for 113, it's super impressive and, uh, you know,
0: very positive looking forward. Troy, I need you to be real quick about the Chargers and the Broncos.
3: Uh, Chargers, Broncos, actually – Justin Herbert is the guy. Justin Herbert is a baby boy acne face Herbert, bro. This guy is a dog. He needs some freaking acne medicine, but he, he can pull, man. Um, this is this is actually my most exciting game to cover because I got all these bum ass blowouts. But um, <laughs> <laughs> real quick, uh, so obviously my man Drew Luck brings these guys back. Drew Luck, sorry, um, brings these guys back um, to win the game on a last game expiring TD throw. Um, real quick on the Denver backfield. Cloudy as hell, man. Uh, you get Melvin and Philip Lindsay playing. Um, what? Yeah, you, you don't. I'll say this because I I really like Philip Lindsay if he's the guy. So I'm a little com, little confused on it because conflicted. Because uh, when they're both together, it's kind of it's terrible. But Philip Lindsay, he's a top five and big run rate, and he's averaging six point yard, yards per carry, which is second in the NFL. This is a big explosive play guy. But when he's with Melvin, you don't want any part of this backfield. Um, If I had to pick a wide receiver going forward with uh, Drew throwing to him and developing chemistry, obviously it's going to be Judy based on talent. I know Hamilton and Patrick have been relevant, but um, give me Judy the way. L.A. real quick, backfield also, you don't want any part of this. Um, They got – Justin Jackson, they got Kelly, they got Pope who came into this game. Um, So you don't want any part of that backfield. Um, It's just really confusing, even though Justin Jackson got the dominant role. Um, Keenan's still doing his thing. Top 10 receiver in target rate, yards after catch and receptions. Um, So that's real quick right there, but Justin Herbert's the guy you want for sure.
0: We're going to go straight into buy low, sell high, and Troy, I know you just got done with your Chargers, Broncos. Oh, high. I love this part. But I want you to give me your buy low, sell high first, Troy. And after Troy, we will go to guard. And after Garb, we will go to clay.
2: Okay. Best for last, baby.
0: <laughs> okay, so... Let, let's um, do buy
1: lows first. Everyone buy low. Yeah, yeah. everybody
0: buy low. Buy everybody low, buy low, buy
2: low, buy low. Okay. So... Troy, m- Troy, my- buy low. You... <laughs> Y'all caught, why don't you, you think about it? Because more? y'all
3: caught me off guard. I'm, I'm going through my papers real quick. I'm gonna do myself, I am have to do myself high. I have to do myself high. Okay. No. no. Give Come me on. your buy low. Okay. Okay. Uh. So my buy low guy is – everyone might give me shit for this, but right, Clay been saying it all, all year long. D-Mont, David Montgomery is my buy low. Buy him right now if you can. So last three games – <laughs> this guy clay uh he got yeah he went 19 for 58 12 fantasy points versus carolina 14 for 48 versus the rams um got 21 carries versus nola la- this last week and went for 11 points 89 yards um this is a guy though that's getting the volume that you know more than Kareem Hunt more than Josh Jacobs on a consistent basis um This is a guy that is getting this volume, and the reason why we want to buy low on him right now is because his schedule is ridiculous coming up. So, next week, he's going to face off versus Minnesota, who ranks 16th against the run. Then he's got a bye, but then he goes Green Bay, who's 32nd against the run. Then he goes Detroit, who's 31st. And then he goes Jacksonville and Houston. Um, They're all – right there in the bottom seven of running uh, rush defense. So you want this guy on your team. Um, He's my buy low. Clay's been preaching it. Um, A lot of guys hate on him because, you know, he's had a shit team and he was supposed to be big coming out and, you know, he got off to a rough start. But this is a guy you want on your team. Uh, My sell high. uh, He's done good and people might start believing in the connection again. But sell high on Robert – Grandpa, Gronkowski, right now. You do not want this guy the rest of the way. I'm telling you right now. He plays Nola twice. He plays Casey. All good against the pass. Um, You you don't want this guy. Um, So, especially with Godwin, he had surgery, but he's supposed to be back soon. You got A.B. making his debut. Those guys work the middle of the field. They're quick in-and-out receivers. You got Mike Evans giving the depth. You you do not want this – you do not want this guy the rest of the way when they get their full slate of receivers. And in my opinion, Fournette gets the key soon. They're going to be relying on him a little more in the red zone. Um, so, for me, you you don't want this guy, even though he's gone 18, 17, 14 fantasy points with three state touchdowns in three games. Um, for me, you're selling high right now um, because when A.B. and Godwin come back um, – Tom wants those guys involved. He loves Godwin, and obviously he
1: pushed for A.B. to get there. But get rid of Gronk if you can. Garb. So my buy low for the week, Justin Jefferson. Um, I know he exploded. I know he exploded week six for that 39-nug. But two of the last three games, he's had three catches in each of them for only 26 and 23 yards. And I know he touched on a little bit of that is just because of his game flow. Uh, sometimes you know managers can get a little frustrated with these high fluctuations and inconsistencies. So if you can capitalize on that, and maybe the manager in your league, uh, you know, is a little frustrated by that, I would definitely reach out to see you know what, what it would take to get Justin Jefferson on your team. Uh, I'm really aiming this more towards the teams and managers that are in need of a playoff run. Maybe you're sitting there at three and five or four and four. Um, you know, I'm looking at the Vikings schedule. And for that stretch playoff run, the important weeks of, you know, week 11, 12, and 13, I don't think I could pick three teams that have a better matchup for Justin Jefferson. He plays Dallas, Carolina, and Jacksonville weeks 11 through 13. So if you need that playoff run, Justin Jefferson is your guy. Uh, I think you can buy low on him now. And uh, he's got an incredibly high ceiling. He's proven that already. So my buy low is Justin Jefferson. I'll let you
2: go, Clay, for your by-low. Oh, catching me off guard oh. here. <laughs> yeah, keep you on your feet, man. All right, all right, all right. So I got, I got one. I think he's a good one. My by-low for the week. This guy absolutely has been underperforming all year long. I don't think it's his fault. He's been double teamed a lot. People have been scheming for him all year, I think. Part of his quarterback play, this guy is Mark Andrews. And a big reason behind this, look, Kittle goes down. You've got Kelsey. You've got Waller. Who else you got? Now you got Andrews. After that, a substantial drop-off. Jonu Smith has been horrible. He's got two straight games of one catch, even though he's healthy. I mean, Gronk has come alive you know you got all these other people that have like come alive in a couple of weeks but what have they done before that i don't trust them coming down the stretch the the baltimore ravens they have some tough matchups and i think that bodes well for mark andrews um it, they do have a tough one with indy coming up cuz indy's got some good good linebackers that that can match up well with uh mark andrews but look baltimore needs that tough matchup for Mark Andrews to excel because Lamar Jackson is going to have to learn how to pass the ball. And I think that's going to bode well for Mark Andrews, especially with Kittle going down. People can reach out and and buy low on a guy like Mark Andrews who has not been playing well in a time where tight ends are a big need. So that is my buy low for the week. Garb, you're high. So this one I feel really good about. Uh, I'm selling
1: Todd Gurley. Uh, You know, I know that if you're looking at the game log, you're going to think I'm crazy and that he's sitting at, you know, he's sitting at running back seven on a year where RBs are impossible to come by. But my thing and my hang up with Todd Gurley is that he is on pace currently for 16 touchdowns. Uh, You know, he's played in eight games. He has eight touchdowns. I think there is zero chance that that continues. There is no way he can keep up that pace for the season. Uh, Brian Hill is a guy that they're starting to slowly work in. Uh, he had 11 carries and he got all the passing down work this past week. Uh, I don't think Gurley got a single target. So, um, and I think in the fourth quarter, of that Thursday night game, I'm pretty sure I looked at it and Gurley had maybe two points to start the fourth quarter. And this was a game that should have been, you know, a breakout game. Uh, the game script was great. They were leading most of the game. Uh, and not to mention the Panthers have one of, if not the worst front seven in the NFL. So the fact that he was able to, you know, fall in the end zone in the fourth quarter and somehow salvage 10 points, uh, I think
2: now is the time to dish Todd Gurley.
0: Clay, you're so high?
2: Well, I'll, you know, first off, before I do my sell so high, I will piggyback Josh, because that's exactly what I was talking about when we recap the Falcons game. You know, that's just he, – he's he's already second in the league in touchdowns with Dalvin just now um, getting those three touchdowns that, that eclipsed Todd Gurley in that game. So, I, I'm fully on board with Josh there. But I'll move on to my so high. My so high – and I love that I picked this one because Mr. Wages was so high on this guy. It's Corey Davis. Corey Davis, people. <laughs> this dude – this dude, Mr. Rages, was hyping him up. The dude is on a tear. He's got ten targets in straight two in two straight games. Look, here's the deal, though. Down the stretch last year, the Titans leaned on the running game because they know that's how they win. Tannehill is not that good of a quarterback. He gets the job done, but the thing is, they lean on Derrick Henry. All uh, right, they did it last year. They weren't that great at the beginning of the year. They're struggling a little bit right now with their defense. They're going to start to lean on that running game again down the stretch. A.J. Brown's about to get more involved. It, it is time to ship Corey Davis before it is too late. All right, so let's shift
0: into the name game. So Come on. Name game, what, we, what the name game is, for those, those of you listening that don't know. So I'm going to list – a Throughout the name game, I'm going to list a quarterback, two running backs, and a wide receiver. And basically, what I'll do is I'll list the quarterback's name, and I will say, would you rather have the quarterback or this other quarterback for the rest of the year? And we'll go around the pod. We'll say which quarterback we want, and if there's any dispute, we'll discuss on why on which quarterback we would rather have. And then once we get to a certain point, we will move on to the running backs. So the first quarterback I want to hit on and Garb hit on it earlier is Lamar Jackson. Now Lamar Jackson has been super, um, he's been, hasn't been what you drafted you draft him. If you do the soft snip draft him in the second round. Um, and I know in an auction draft, I took him for over $24. So, um, I know he has been super, um, kind of not, well worth what you got him for. But you know, let's look into what quarterbacks we'd have the rest of the way. So would you rather have Ryan Tannehill or Lamar Jackson?
3: Tannehill for me. Tannehill. Didn't even think twice.
2: Taking Jackson. Take the upside. Okay. I think they're gonna lean on the running game in Tennessee. Okay. Matt Ryan or Lamar Jackson.
0: Lamar Jackson. E- Fuck Matty Ice, Lamar Jackson. Matt Ryan. Come on. Why, Pass the ball. Just because they'll be down a lot. Yep. Game flow. Joe Burrow or Lamar Jackson? Joey B, do not even think twice. Joey B. He is a dog.
1: Mm. No, no, I'm going Lamar. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going Lamar. feel pretty good about that one. Mm,
2: Joey B. Clay? Yeah, I'm going Lamar as well. Joey B's schedule is brutal going yeah, forward. Yeah. So is Lamar's. Lamar's cold. He's just one of the good defenses in that, in that division. Oh, Lamar's sandbagging. Lamar that is thing. saving up all his points. He he gets playoffs. to face the Bengals. Uh,
3: I don't like it. I don't like it. I don't Herb, like Lamar. Herb, There's somebody you don't need to worry about. Justin,
0: or Justin Herbert or Jackson?
3: Herbert, Oof. Justin babyface Herbert, a hundred percent.
2: All right, I'll go. Let it be known. Mr. Wages, our host, is rolling Justin Herbert ahead of Lamar Jackson. He actually just traded Lamar. <laughs> I Jackson. did. So I'm going to roll Justin baby. Herbert. Come on. Uh, Here's is, he is six and two.
0: Um, who we got? A few more. Um, Tom Brady or Lamar Jackson? Tom Brady. Tom Brady. All the weapons got to go. Yep. Jared Goff or Lamar Jackson? Lamar.
2: Oh my gosh, Lamar by a million.
0: Goff at home? (laughs) Goff. Goff on the road? Lamar. Hey, well, I swear it's two different players. (laughs) I swear it's two different players lining up, man. Fuck nah, not Jared We're god. gonna we're gonna get into a running back that was taken in the top ra- top uh, first round and it was Ezekiel Elliott now with the quarterback change. Oh my with god. With the quarterback change, god, it it he has been uh detrimental to watch. He's been brutal to watch. So we'll get right into it. Josh Jacobs or Ezekiel Elliott.
2: Ezekiel Elliott. Zeke. Yeah, Zeke for me. Oh Zeke. Josh Jacobs is horrible. Yeah.
0: James yeah. Connor or Zeke?
2: Connor, Connor, for yep. me. Yeah, give me the touchdown. Kareem
0: Hunt or Zeke,
2: with oh. or without
0: Chubb. Both. Got to plan for both. Oh, Zeke. I'm going Kareem. Zeke. Long term. Long term.
2: Kareem. Kareem. F you James,
0: James Robinson or Zeke. Zeke. I'll take Zeke.
2: I don't. Trust I think the I Jags. would. I think I would. Re- I think I would rather lose with Zeke than win with James Robinson. <laughs> 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 this guy. Uh, I think I'll just take the bullet. David Montgomery or Zeke? God, oh, buy low. Oh, David Jeff. Montgomery. Jeez, Zeke. Come on, God, get out, out of here. Zeke, and he was. He was somehow out, the Cowboys <laughs> have better offense than the Bears uh, still. Uh, give me, give me <laughs> yeah, Zeke. Yeah, I'm taking Zeke. Give me Zeke.
0: David Johnson or Zeke? Oof. Zeke.
2: It depends DJ's on what you gross. want. I think, yeah. think. if you want. Yeah, I F- think if you Garb. DJ's four. got a great skin. This goes with Demont, too. If you want a floor, Demont or DJ. If you want upside, it's definitely Zeke. Zeke over DJ.
0: Okay, we're going to get into a wide receiver, and that is newcomer of the Tampa Bay Bears, Antonio Brown. So, uh, this is just depends on where you value Antonio at this point, um, what you think he's going to do for the rest of the year. Um, Juju Smith-Schuster. Or Antonio Brown,
2: A. B. Juju for me. Garb. All right, and Mr. Garb. Wow. Takes...
0: Silence. He is silent. Juju. So, Mike Evans or I B. I don't think he likes A. B. Mike Evans or A. B. Say it again. Oh.
2: I'm t- uh, no. I am I mean, if AB, if AB doesn't go that shit crazy, I'm going AB. AB. Mm,
0: Travis Fulgham or AB? I
2: love Travis. Wow. Fulgham. I'm going AB. Travis I Fulgham. think, I think. Travis Fulgham. A- Alshon coming back. Deshaun coming back. Ertz coming back. Travis Fulgham. I don't believe drop it. Drop off. Fulgham, top 10
3: in targets. Top five in red zone share. Top five in yards per catch. This is the real
0: deal. Give me Fulgham of A.B. Okay, a couple more. Brandon Cooks or A.B.? A.B.
2: That's really tough. I don't like that. Pass. A.B. <laughs> uh,
0: T. Higgins or A.B.?
2: Oh, I love T. Higgins. T. Higgins. Will you stop? I love – if you're in a spot where you can take a risk, A.B. No, no. If not, go Higgins. I love Joey B., T.
0: Higgins. Give me T. Higgins.
2: If you can take a risk, go A.B. Okay.
0: Um, we're going to end uh, – we're going to look ahead to week nine, Some just some small bets we have. Um, if any of you all would like to go and list your bets, I think we lost Mr. Garbrek. So, if, real quick. One minute left. I'll be real
2: quick here. I there's not a there's not a great lot of great games to pick from a betting standpoint. Um, that's just how it is this week. That like last last week I had two upsets. So this week, just two games I like. Raiders plus one and a half. I like that game. They're gonna bounce I mean not bounce back. They're just they're a good team. I think they're gonna keep rolling. They had a couple tough losses roll the Raiders, and the Ravens minus two and a half. Gosh, I think that's an absolute lock. They're the ones to bounce back here. They played the Steelers tough. I mean, roll the Ravens here. Two and a half. Troy, do you have anything?
3: Uh, yeah, so give me... Uh, I'll have two hot ones um, just to make things interesting. Real quick. Seahawks coming to uh the Bills in the cold weather. I don't think Russ and DK like it. Um, over under at 53 and a half, I want Every part of that over and under, um, depending on the cold weather, what we get on Sunday. But give me the Bills plus three. So you might can tease that too, but um, you can give me Bills plus three. And then also, Mr. Wages, I'll give you the money again. Moneyline, give me the Dolphins over to the Cardinals away. Up the
0: Dolphins. They are the real deal. I got via Josh Garbrek, Baltimore minus two and a half. That is his mortal lock. For me, I got to Moneyline. A parlay. Pittsburgh, Washington, Minnesota, and the Chiefs. Four team parlay right Ooh. there for Mr. Wages. Tur- tune in week three or next week for week uh, nine recap. Look ahead to week 10. Come back. Tune in Wednesday for lobby rewind. It was a good time, boys.
3: Appreciate
2: y'all. Love it, baby. Let's go.